Welcome, nerds and geeks, to another episode of Goblins and Guidance. We are the goblins here to give you all guidance. I'm Calvin, and joining me are... Andrew. And David. And we set out to answer <laughs> D&D Reddit's most pressing questions. Alright, David, what does a goblin call his food? Um, I'm Andrew. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Andrew. Andrew, what does a goblin call his food? Yeah, Andrew. <laughs> oh... Magrabiet. Hey. This is awful. I'm pretty sure you like butchered the pronunciation too. Okay, how are you supposed to pronounce Magrubiet or Magrub? Like I don't know. I'm looking it up. Pronunciation. Magrubiet. Yeah, it's a Magrubiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> welcome back to another episode. Uh, no, you guys are not welcome. Stop listening. Oh, oh, damn. No, wait. No, I like you. Please come back. <clears throat> okay. All right. You gotta Andrew, entice go. someone. You gotta, you yeah. gotta entice someone. <laughs> entice, how do we entice them? <laughs> we, we've, had our, we've had our we've had our lap and be like, come here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Our first Reddit question for this week comes from user Ghostliest. Our Echo Knight is in a situation. How would you rule this? DMing a combat session. Here is a bit of context. Our level 14 Echo Knight fighter and level 14 Aberrant Mind Sorcerer find themselves in a 2v1 duel to the death against a Narzugon as a test of strength. The Narzugon uses its terrifying command action, which basically leaves a creature frightened on a failed save. Our aberrant mind makes the save, but our Echo Knight does not. The Echo Knight goes after Narzugan's turn and cannot approach the fiend and makes attacks at disadvantage while it's in their line of sight. To circumvent this, the Echo Knight spawns its Echo beside and facing the fiend and takes full cover behind a nearby tree, breaking line of sight before making their attacks through the Echo. Here they claim their attacks wouldn't be at disadvantage since they couldn't see the fiend, and the Echo itself wouldn't get disadvantage due to its immunity to conditions in parentheses, frightened. I argued that it would still be at disadvantage since they couldn't see the fiend either, and the attacks going through the Echo aren't made by the Echo, so its immunity is irrelevant, at least that's how I understand the Echo Knight's abilities. To prevent a prolonged argument, I let them do it for now, but this tactic seemed cheesy to me, and it doesn't seem like it would work rules as written, but I'm not entirely sure. Echo Knight has always been one of those subclasses that causes me to look up questions and rulings, but I couldn't find a satisfying answer to this question. I thought I'd turn to this community for a brief discussion on how this should be ruled. What do you all think? Honestly, I think it's kind of clever and broken at the same time. So, like... Yeah. Mm. Like, it's legitimately clever, but it is broke. So... A little bit. Uh, I... Even ignoring the rules at the moment, I think I would let it, but there might... I'd maybe remove, like, uh, ability score bonuses from the attack rolls, or maybe proficiency. Because I like I like the thought I like the strategy. It's a good it's a good thought, but it is broken at the same time. So you need to balance it out a little bit. Um, so, how does an echo work exactly? Uh, okay, yeah, I, would, uh, I had an effect, so I took it down. One second. Echo Knight. Okay, so he is. So Echo Knight has the ability called Manifest Echo. Mm-hmm. 
You could use mm -hmm. a bonus action to magically manifest an echo of yourself in an unoccupied space you can see within 15 feet of you. This echo is a magic translucent gray image of you that lasts until it is destroyed, until you dismiss it as a bonus action, until you manifest another echo, or until you're incapacitated. Your echo has bubble AC and all that stuff. On your turn, you can mentally command the echo to move up to 30 feet in any direction. If your echo is ever more than 30 feet from you at the end of your turn, it is destroyed. You could use your echo in the following ways. As a bonus action, you could teleport, magically swapping places with your echo at a cost of 15 feet of your movement, regardless of the distance between you. Uh, when you take the attack action on your turn, any attack you make with that action can originate from your space or the echo space. You make this choice for each attack. Mm -hmm. When a creature that you can see within 5 feet of your echo moves at least 5 feet away from it, you can use your reaction to make an opportunity attack against that creature as if you were in the echo's place. Uh, he also has Unleash Incarnation. You can hide in your Echo's Fury whenever you take the attack action. You can make an additional melee attack from the Echo's position. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your Constitution modifier. You regain all expended uses when you finish the long rest. Because he's level 14, he has two other uh, Echo Knight features. Okay. Echo Avatar. You can temporarily transfer your consciousness to your Echo. As an action, you can see through your Echo's eyes and hear through its ears. During this time, you are deafened and blinded. Like your body is because you see through the echo and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you can sustain this effect for up to 10 minutes and you can end it at any time, uh, which requires no action. While your echo is being used this way, it can be up to a thousand feet away from you without being destroyed. Uh, he also has Shadow Martyr. You can make your echo throw itself problem, in front of an attack directed at another creature that you can look. see. Before the attack roll is made, you can use your reaction to teleport the echo to an Good unoccupied look. space within five oh, feet of I the targeted creature. The attack roll that triggered the reaction is instead made against your echo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So everything from here... To me, I think you would have to be able to see your target. Even if the echo was the one attacking. You don't... You don't. The echo doesn't give you senses, right? Yeah, no. The echo yeah. is... Like, imagine a, a clone of yourself that was, like, brain dead, but you could still, like, control Mm -hmm. You're like you have to tell him to attack and stuff. Oh. So you're you're not frightened because you can't see him, but you're also basically but think, blind. But you'd be blind. I think it would still be with disadvantage. To like attack. if you're hiding behind a rock, you'd have to like try and guess where the enemy is because you can't see the enemy. Yeah. I mean, if you place them right next, like you place your echo right next to the dude, like still though. Uh, I don't know. Well, unless you like try to do a spin attack and be like, I could probably hit this guy. I could probably hit this guy if we do a spin attack. I make you do it, some sort of roll to see if you can do I a spin would... attack. Yeah, I don't know. This is awkward. Because because I would, it's even harder than being like blind, right? Because at least if you're blind, you can hear them. If you're behind a rock, they're like in a direction and you don't know where your echo knight is. But actually, you yeah. do, right? No, yeah, you know, you know where, where your echo. You know where the night. You know where the okay. echo is. So you can, but like you, it'd be harder to tell where the enemy is. Whereas, like if you're blind and next to them, versus you're behind a rock and they're like 15 feet away from you, right? Mm -hmm. I'd say, I'd say just use like blind rules, right? Almost, yeah. 
Blinded. A blinded creature can't see and automatically fails any ability check. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and the attack rolls have disadvantage. Yeah, so he would get disadvantage. I yeah, I would say he would get disadvantage. Okay, that makes sense. Even if, like, used... Uh, not Shadow Murder, Echo uh, Avatar to like switch senses so he can't see. Then he would be frightened. I think he <clears throat> would be. But so that be Echo. Would, well, would okay, he be maybe though? maybe not. Because maybe not because the Echo is itself is immune to frightened, and you're just looking at him through it. I could see that being a good combo, and it that, forces the fighter to use an action. I think that's fair. That sounds fair to me. That mm. sounds fair to me. Because the Echo itself can't be frightened, and if you're looking through its eyes. Then, then you could see where it is, and he would be attacking with disadvantage because you're blind. Yeah, yeah. That's I fair. I would say that's fair. You have to use a bonus action and an action to be able to attack normally versus attacking with disadvantage. No, see, that's not. weird because because how does the frightened condition work? Like, is it are you actually scared of the person, or is it like like being poisoned? Right? Because it makes sense if it's like obviously. He's immunity conditions, right? You can't poison an Echo Knight. And if you have your consciousness in an Echo Knight, you can't get poisoned if the Echo Knight gets poisoned, because he can't. But if you see the very scary thing, you're still mm-hmm. scared of it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, at that point, your consciousness... I mean, you... Okay, as a DM, you can always explain anything away, right? You can be like, yeah. oh, as an Echo Knight, you just don't care if you die. You yeah. just don't care. Right, uh-huh. but like that—that that does bring in the idea. Like it's done. It's over. Check this out. I guess it's sort of like, like why do VR horror games scare you, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, right? Like, okay, wait, okay. Now that you put it that way, I guess I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like even if you're in VR, which is basically the Echo Knight, like with hearing and touch, right? Except you don't actually feel pain. Yep. So it is a very interesting concept of like what would frightened be, because it because it, it, it is a mental thing, right? Yeah. So yeah, um, I think. Yeah. I I think either I, way, you can't. I think yeah. You can't get out of the disadvantage. Hmm. Unless Yurako is flanking, in which case then. <laughs> Dude, just make the saving throw. Save, saving throw, bro. Just make the saving. Through. Over. Come on, yeah, yeah. that's an RNG diff. Yeah, I mean, does it? Yeah, okay. Now that you say it, now that you put it all that way, I mean, yeah, I think yeah. it would have dis. I think the echo would have disadvantage then. Yeah, when it attacks. That's yeah. That sounds fair. It's a very hard echo knight was so cool though. Maybe oh, echo knight is awesome. It's like uh, there was... from League of Legends. So was... it's with the league. Oh, it's exactly that, right? I mean, kind of. And it's also, it's a really cool um, ability. The, like, the teleportation with your echo. Yeah, uh, but It's like, like, if you... Imagine you're on a cliffside fight, and you're, the bad guy, like, pushes you over the edge, and you're falling and falling and falling, and then suddenly you just go snap, and you switch places. Wait. So then you're behind... If you switch you. places, do you keep the momentum from falling? No, because this is D&D and shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Okay. (laughs) As a bonus action, you can teleport magically swapping places. So I think you would still be falling at the same speed. 
You just have to react sure. really fast. So, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair to say, like, you would still, you would take fall damage for the distance you fell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before yeah. you switched. So as long as you do it quickly, it okay. won't be that bad. All right. So one turn is six seconds. So how far do you fall in six seconds if the gravity of the D&D world is 9.8 meters per second per second? Okay. okay wait, okay. We're, this is feet. So because it's 1d6 per oh, 10. We'll meter. go with 32, 32 feet per 32 second. Okay. See, average weight of a man. Oh, we got to count armor and stuff. It doesn't matter, like right? Because of acceleration. Right? So, so kinematic oh, right. equations. Thematics. Yeah, right? that doesn't need weight. So, if you, you want to see doing how, this, you want to see how far you fall, right? So, the change in distance is equal to initial velocity, which is zero because you're getting pushed off. So, there's no initial y velocity times. Okay, so change in x is equal to one half at squared, right? So, if yes. one, so it's thirty six times thirty two divided by two. That's a lot. That's a lot of feet. Thirty six times. 32 divided by 2. So you fall 576 feet in it... 6 seconds. That doesn't sound right. Uh, what if... Okay, I think they could use a reaction, right? <clears throat> yeah. Or does, is it a bonus action as well? Oh, wait. Um, well, okay, so in D&D, every turn happens at the exact same time, right? Right. Yeah. So you'd have to hope that your initiative is lower than theirs. Right, because if it's before, yeah. then they push you off, and then you have to wait the six seconds until you can do so. And that by that point, you've fallen. Like, let me see. Uh, hundred fifteen tiles. Which Holy is a shit! Lot. You can customize that. Wait, okay. As a bonus action, you could TP. Okay, well, uh. So yeah, you yeah. have to wait for your turn. Just hope you don't get RNG. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Disadvantage on the echo. Moving on. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Next question. Okay. This is from... One second, it's loading. <laughs> this is from Ord5005. Players asked me if they could hide their PCs from me. So I'm going to run a one-shot for a group of people I play with. Our forever DM is taking a much needed and deserved break. I gave all the right. info they need about the game and character creation, pretty much ordinary stuff. One of my players messaged me asking if it's okay that her and another player make characters which she assured me are 100% official material and according to the one shot guidelines, but she wants those characters to be hidden from other players until game time. Sure, why not? But also for me, the DM. I said no, uh, that I'm a planner and not an improviser, and it's necessary for me to know what everyone else, what everyone is playing so that I can play on the best game I can. To be very clear, I'm not asking if I did the right thing. I already decided for me that this is the right thing. I'm just curious if you ever got such a request, and how do you think you take it, or already did? Right. I don't know, dude. I mean... For... I don't know. It it depends. If it's, okay, you know what? I'd be okay with it because it's just a one shot, right? So I'm not trying to plan out a yeah. big, expansive story, right? I I just need to know, like, all I need to know is that your character's legit. I don't need to know your character's backstory or anything. I don't need to plan combat encounters around each character. All I need to know is that it's a character that's legit mm -hmm. for a one shot. If it was longer than a one shot, Wait, then definitely not. Yeah, like I. I request all my players to share me their um, 
character sheets. <laughs> it blanked on the word for a sec. Yeah, um, I would. Like, I would say that. Yeah, you kind of need to show because, like, it 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 really it depends on the type of one shot. Because, like, a regular one shot that you just like find online and you decide gets run this, that it kind of doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. like, David ran a a pretty important one shot that was like a precursor to the campaign I'm running. So that I I would see wanting PCs in advance so you can play it well. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. I mean, but it I mean, does just depend on what depth, you want. How in depth is that one shot really going to be, though? I mean, it was a pretty yeah. in depth one shot that David did. Was it? Yeah. How long was your session? Uh, like seven like hours. hours. Oh, and it was shit. short. Yeah. It was uh, and we didn't get through every encounter. There was supposed yeah. to be longer. We were. I think oh, David said we, we were going to do a castle. Encounters. Yeah, we were going to do a castle story, but we kind of just uh, quick yeah, it was like through that. It was like 8 p.m. Yeah, we were. And we started tired. at like 1. So. so, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, it really depends on what the one shot is, because. Yeah. It really is it, just it, up to the DM to know, like. Is this one shot gonna be super? Is this gonna be an in depth one shot, or is it just gonna be a like? Oh, we're playing it. Yeah. Because if it's if it's the latter, then you don't need the characters. You don't need the the characters at all. You just need to ensure that they're legit. Which I mean, uh, I would hope that your players are being truthful. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like okay. oh. it's just always. For me, it's just better to show the Wait, player character, see. like sheets. That's pretty good. I mean, that's just how I run it though, because, because like, it's it's good to see their stats, oh build gosh. the one shot around it. If we need to nerf anything, buff anything, you know, and like that way, there's no way of cheating, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, yeah, that's my personal opinion. Fair enough. Also, like rolling stats and stuff for all, I gotta be able to see those. I'm okay if you do it on your own. Just like, if you're too broken, I'll ask you why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if I have to make you re-roll in front of me, I will. I mean, but like all my players, know, all my players don't have dice, so yeah. I need so I need to do character creation with them anyway. So <laughs> well, can't you just like put them in a Discord and make them use the bot? Because <laughs> that that's what happens. I, I don't I don't I don't vibe with not real dice to be honest. Ayah, you boomer. Sorry to all okay. the boomers listening. Okay, well, we love boomers here. I okay, judging from our uh, stats on Spotify, we do not get a lot of boomers. Oh, <laughs> well, we don't get a lot of people in general. <laughs> okay, um, I would say, I would say, I also like pen and paper or pencil and paper. Ew, like, you boomer! <laughs> now like I'm a boomer. I like the sheet and for, yeah, we're all boomers here except Calvin. He likes using Dice Cloud. And I, I, think I love Dice, Dice Cloud. Cloud. Is, Dice Cloud is nice, but it's not like the the feeling of having a pen and paper in front of you. And I like guys. I like quickly being able to like do the math and stuff for me and not having a bunch of sponge marks from all the erasing. That's yeah. true. The one thing with the pen and paper is like <laughs> by the to- end of the campaign, like the, yeah, there's so many eraser marks. The, so the HP man. The HP <laughs> was like erased like seventeen times at least. It was uh, seventeen times ten, one hundred seventy, a lot. Maybe yeah. 
That's all okay. Right. So, guys, uh, I did some quick maths because I can. Go ahead. <laughs> so, without adding like a player's constitution score, a f- an average fighter's max HP at uh, level fourteen would be about eighty-eight uh, HP. Again, sure. before they add con and stuff. Uh, the max fall damage that someone can take is 20d6. So it doesn't really matter that he fell 576 feet. He would only take damage for 200 feet of that. If he, like, swap places. <laughs> and he, and you see, I, I just rolled up in a... Well, Andrew doesn't see, but David can see. I just rolled up in chat, and I rolled a 76, 79 from the 20d6. Yeah, no okay, so, so you he would still survive. Die. Yeah, wait, that does... <laughs> so terminal of velocity, like, I guess a fighter can just tank it? <laughs> yeah. Kind of Fighters funny. can just tank it, yeah, I guess. So. I mean, barbarians could just f- do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, fighters <clears throat> are, like, the second toughest class. Yeah. Oh, so... you know, or one of the fighter's point. allies could react and do, what is it? Featherfall? Feather, featherfall? Featherfall? Yeah, featherfalling, yeah. Okay, I... I, I want to play an echo knight now mm-hmm. so really this depends on like the height of the cliff because if the cliff is too short then he's going to hit the crowd before he does this anyways <laughs> yeah yeah that <laughs> it's crazy how you could fall 570 feet in six seconds yeah if you think about it yeah that doesn't make sense to me but i trust it's your like path. it's n- okay well that's, that's in a vacuum that's without did, air resistance yeah yeah we did account for air resistance we're not going to go that and terminal velocity is only like 216 feet per second um hmm. guys this is physics well okay, okay. okay wait well we could do the physics on our own time and come back to the next episode no this is a teaching podcast oh god all right guys the kinematic equation for there are four kinematic equations. One is velocity is equal to initial velocity plus the acceleration times time. And acceleration of gravity on Earth's surface is 9.8 meters per second or 32 meter, thirty-two feet per second. All right. Okay, David, I got plans in an hour. I don't want to fit a whole lecture to this before we finish our questions. Right, David, what's our next question? What is our next question? All right. Uh, from you slash... One sec. From. Sorry, there doesn't seem to be anything here. What happened? Uh, did so, did they delete the post? Okay. From you slash uh, Apache helicopter. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> no, never mind. Can the BBEG win because the players are too afraid to stop him? So I'm a new DM into the 14th session of what started as uh, LMOP, Lost Minds of Hand Delver, yes. but with a good amount of homebrew. And basically, TG. The players. The, the, oh, typo. Yeah, uh, the players refuse to do anything to advance toward the goal of finding Wave Echo Cave because it's too risky, even though all the encounters they have faced have been well balanced enough and no PC has died, even if a few has gotten really close. Lately, they found a Dwarven mining company. They were willing to pay up to 320 gold to the party if they clear part of the cave from unknown monsters and for killing a juvenile wyvern the party refused the initial price and the dwarf leader increased to 400 the party just refused the offer and went home <laughs> because they estimated that the price was sufficient my problem is that the bbeg 
can achieve his ultimate goal if the players are giving him a lot of time. I'll surely end the campaign anticlimatically. What should I do? Interesting. Let it happen. Yeah. That's what I say. Honestly. Yeah. There, there's a lot of moments. Just let Neznar, just let Neznar do his thing. Yeah. And then like, have him, then have him wipe the party at a Fandal, Fandalin, because they're just going to yeah. chill there and not do anything. <laughs> yeah. Screw the players. Am I right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you got you got to play a smart villain. Like, if there's no reason for them to not perform their ritual today. Have him perform the ritual today. I understand. I want to see. Yeah, if he's waiting, unless you, or you could like make something up, like he's waiting for a a red like blood moon, uh, for mm-hmm. the for whatever's happening to work. Well, yeah. I know they said uh, there's a lot of homebrew thrown into it, so I don't know how much of the like module they're changing yeah but the only thing stopping neznar from like finding like the actual mine part of the of the wave cave is the fucking poison shroom clouds that's that's in that one room and then there's another room with like 12 zombies and uh a a floating fire skull or something those are the only things stopping him from just walking into the the like actual mine area where he can put his swords over a fire and turn them into plus one. Those are the only things stopping him. So, like, really, he's just chilling, minding his own business. So, yeah, just have him find a solution to that, and then there you go. Kill the players after that. Yeah. I mean, if the players are a bunch of cowards, like, can't do anything about that except make them lose. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's either that, or you gotta like sit down with them and be like, "Hey, guys, go fucking go to the cave." No, they Just gotta they gotta be in character, which means God, which means <laughs> making letting the world end or whatever. Yeah, Just let the goblin god show up for no reason and then kill them or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On an unrelated note, have you guys ever had tortilla chips and Nutella? No, because no. I'm allergic to nuts. Oh. That's, yeah, he's allergic to nuts. That sounds disgusting. So I'm going to pass. Really? Yeah, you know what? I, like I, weirdly, having... I weirdly get cravings for just straight tortilla chips and nothing on them. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I yeah. No, I I would do that, or the most I add is uh, salsa. Because mm. I, like, I don't like cheese or guac and stuff. So. I don't like cheese. You're an affront to human society as a whole you don't like what no i'm uh of the evolved evolved uh human no you're you're no no avocados are gross no this is shit food take bad food takes avocados are gross sumi fuck you millennials you millennials Mm, (laughs) you need to dip them in something (laughs) Mm. Mm. like have you ever Salt. had avocado with soy sauce? So good. Like, you just dip slices of avocado into soy sauce? No. This is the episode title now. What? <laughs> soy sauce avocado? Dude, they're good. No, I think that... I, I, like I, I, I do kind of want to try that. Though. No, it's like, that you've had, like, California rolls, and they have avocado in them. I have not just... had California rolls. I've had avocado rolls. You've never had... Okay, well, Andrew's allergic to seafood. So, okay, to my... You've never had 
California. My mom hates seafood. Like, she's not allergic. She just hates it. So I haven't had a lot of seafood in my life. <laughs> okay. I do like seafood, though. I do want to like, try more. Over fall break, we're sushi. going. We're going to get sushi. Okay. You there's promise? actually there's a yeah sure there's mm -hmm. a there's a buffet place pretty close to us a buffet place yeah mm, I was thinking like I was thinking like a sit down sushi place yeah but those are more expensive I got a good one I know that's a true good one. which one Andrew I want to disclose the name uh, okay one. hey it's okay. at Iowa State University so it's at Iowa State University yep anyways what's our next question. Our next question was posted by otherwise underscore tone five five eight. A player has asked about changing about changing slash reforging Mithro chainmail into a Mithro chain shirt so that it can be used. I've seen others discuss modifying chainmail to just be the shirt, but adding Mithro into the equation is interesting. DMs, would you allow it? Under what circumstances? It costs a lot of money, and you need to throw, roll a really good. You need to have like proficiency or something. Yeah, yeah. You find, I mean, no, you need to find, you or need you to find, find like, a really someone. Good yeah, that's true. But I'd be you like, find okay, a, find a that'd great be a blast. lot of it money. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like that bad of a request because, like, a chain shirt is just a section of chainmail. You're removing material when you're doing this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like. If I think it would cost you some money, and you might have to find like a dwarven blacksmith or something, but I don't think it's like that hard to do. So I don't think it would be like insanely expensive. Yeah, you need to get mithril because, like, you can't just it's not that common, right? Well, I'm assuming he already has the mithril chainmail, he just can't use it because of the weight limit or something, right? Wait, I just want to see you play, right? Oh, so he has yeah. the chainmail already? Yes, like, he has the chainmail already. He, he wants to reforge it into a chain shirt. Oh, yes. that wouldn't even be that hard, I feel like. Yeah, because you're, you're just cutting away material. Oh, I thought he just had like a regular chainmail. No, no. Okay, that cost. Okay, well, it, it wouldn't even co cost that much money. Yeah. I, I don't think this is like too uh, unreasonable of a request. Yeah, I feel like you need a special forge to forge mithril, though. So you would have to find a dwarven yeah. guy. But, okay, in, in short, yes, I would allow it. I would allow yeah, it. That makes sense, that makes sense you, to me. If you can find someone to do it. You just need a decent enough blacksmith to do it, and then, yeah. Yeah. All right, our next one is loading. My Wi-Fi is slow today. Uh, but <laughs> this Bro, one is from... Fine. Primo the Pro. New Pray player margins? leaves. Yes. New player leaves for religious reasons. Okay. Sure. I'll try Makes to keep this short. I, the Forever DM, always like to run new sessions with people who haven't played before. My style is usually rule of cool, and I don't let the raw get in the way of a good time. I give lots of freedom for people who play and do whatever. I encourage evil characters if you're new, it's a great way to dip your feet into tabletop RPGs. Hell yeah. I have a couple problems with that. I <laughs> I like rules, man. I like rules. And I Funky hate rules. I hate evil PCs just because God, like, I love evil PCs. Unless unless we're like playing an evil campaign, I don't like evil PCs. 
I mean, I I think I would let you. I mean, none of my players have ever picked evil. Like, if you yeah. wanted to, I would let you. And then, like, you might may or may not die off. Who knows? <laughs> Depends on what kind of evil you are. Uh, yeah. Watch, watch right. out for that cliff. I've heard rocks fall from it occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you might want to open the door extra slow. Okay. <laughs> back to the story. <clears throat> Running a sesh with veterans of the craft, expert one new guy we will except, except for one new guy we will call Drogue. The setting is pirate themed. Think sea beasts meet One Piece. But your role on the ship is as important as your race. Everyone's rolled up characters. Uh, if you don't care what their class just races are, skip this part. We yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll go through it. We have longtime best friend roll up a turtle cartographer bard, a human blood wizard um chef, a satyr first mate who is a high DPS ranger, and a dragonborn paladin helmsman. Our nice. new guy who had never played D D before rolled up a drow rogue with me. He was going to be a new hire from the captain who wanted an investigator on the ship to look for mutineers. Let's go. Okay. First session rolls around, a drogue sits down at the table with his papers and say, let's open with a prayer. Everyone was oh. so shocked, we had no idea he was religious, that we sort of just went with it. He prayed for like five minutes, blessing everyone individually at the table. Okay. Bless that up. was weird. Moving on. Half an hour in, our paladin makes a prayer to the god of light for guidance. I have gods that are based on the alignment chart. Each alignment has a god. My world is entirely homebrewed. It is immediately nice. interrupted by the drogue. You could of only course. pray to God. Our paladin replies, he is. Drogue replies, like, father of Jesus and you and me, right? Paladin <laughs> takes a few seconds for responding with, no. This was the wrong thing to say, apparently. Drogue hastily packs up his things and storms out. I'm so, sh so shocked by this, I hesitate and only manage to catch him at the door. He won't listen to me and says before he leaves, I don't know what you're trying to induct me into, but I won't have any of it. When I tried to reply, he literally put up his finger and went, hmm? I have never had anyone do this to me before, so I let him go. When I go back to the table, there's a long silence before a cartographer says, We could keep playing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so we did. No hate for anyone religious or people who disagree with DD at a religious level. But how do you know about this? Before, how do you not know about this before you come into a session? <coughs> oh my eat, god. I even mentioned that I wrote gods into the story. I think he didn't realize Awood would pray to them. If anyone could tell me his thought process, I'm all ears. No, I don't get it, dude. Like, the, uh, it's a fictional world. Why? It, is, it is a fictional world. It's a fictional world. Um, None of a... this is real. None of no one cares about what's happening. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. you know what? So, okay, I, I can so, understand it though. I like, I, I understand I where he's coming from because okay, so we're all Christian. Right, I, think I understand it to a degree, but I'd like lighten up a bit. Yeah, we're we're all Christian. I think, I think for our viewers who don't know, you're yeah. Catholic. I'm uh, evangelical. I guess I don't know what David is. I don't know what I am either. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> though. Okay, you're so human. but like, there's different viewpoints on Christianity that a lot of people come into. So there's some that are like very very hard set on the you know whole thou shalt not worship false idols and stuff yeah you know? so like and that's kind of like where the old demonization of D, &D kind of came from as well 
it's not like worship uh, though. Right. It's pretend. It's like acting. It's role play. But it's acting. It, it's just role play. It's pretend, but like people uh, yeah. don't even like that. Oh so like, I, I kind of get where I mean, this in yes, where but he like comes from, but it's a very idols thing. It's like, you actually yeah. think the false idol is like a real thing. Like, yeah. So, I mean, whatever you should just clarify it for him. And mm. then if he doesn't want to come back, he doesn't want to come back. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? And there's there, there are other, there are other DMS out there who like will only do a, a Christian campaign where or they like, have yeah. like, Christianity's got so like maybe you'll try to look for that. I wonder how uh, that would work. Be kind of I don't weird. know. It's just a or, campaign in the real world, basically. Yeah, there's only one that. subclass for cleric. Well, it's <laughs> it's kind of like he's the god of everything, so like all okay. of the subclasses could worship him. I think I is how I would do it at least. Uh, it could okay, also be enough. like a a low fantasy thing where there's not magic and stuff. That yeah. Too. Whenever I imagine low, like fantasy, it's always like low fantasy. Like I've never like, like so much. It's kind of hard to. When I think of low fantasy, I think of low fantasy. (laughs) I just love that one guy. I just love that one guy. We could keep playing, right? (laughs) We could keep playing. Oh my god! Yeah, was well, so that? That's all I had to say on on that topic. Yeah, it it's a game. Like if yeah. you're if you're super serious and you don't even want to accept that, like that that's on you. Like that's perfectly fine. But don't feel bad as the DM or another player. Like don't feel bad about it. It's it's their personal choice. You can't yeah. do anything about that. <laughs> it's it's their own conflict. There. They decide to take themselves out of the situation. That's that's what they wanted to do. Just let them do it. Yeah. Can't force them. All right. What's our next question, David? One second. My roommate's talking about smashing balls. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. From you slash B holding, making my players feel cool with all capitals i was in a campaign about a year ago that didn't last super long in combat during our second session the dm went to have an npc fire arrows upon her monk uh but then laughed and said something along the lines of wait you have deflect missiles i won't be sending any arrows your way it was a minor moment but it left an awful taste in my mouth what's the point of pcs having cool abilities like deflect missiles if the dm avoids them on purpose i've been doing for a while but ahead of a one upcoming one shot i'll be running any advice on players features like deflect missiles that are super easy to prompt the players to use for example i'll be throwing a lot of low level undead at the cleric so she can turn undead and feel super powerful and obviously i'll shoot arrows at the monk any other class features belonging to your players that you're aware of and chose specific conflicts to trigger um yeah that's the dm is dumb that's so mean so i (laughs) i feel like both of these dms are on sort of extreme sides. It's like, I wouldn't purposely avoid a character for their, like, avoid attacking a character because they have an ability, but I also wouldn't, uh, like, throw lots of low-level undead at the cleric so they could use their turn undead. Like, I wouldn't purposely do stuff for them to use their abilities, but I wouldn't avoid 
them, so they can't use their abilities. No, yeah, they're definitely both on ex- on extremes. You gotta find somewhere in the middle. But I would prioritize the side that this um, poster is on if I had yeah. to choose one yeah. or the other. It's more important for the players to have fun than for them to be tortured. Definitely. <laughs> I think it, it'd just be really cool just have, like, naturally. Like, because, yeah. like, the guy, the DM who didn't shoot arrows at the monk, that doesn't make any sense. Because like, there's, there's, NPCs know that, like, right. they can deflect. Like, like, there's no reason the bandit wouldn't shoot at them. That's what I'm saying. I think it's extra cool where, like, you have this ability, and then, like, one day you finally get to use it. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, but it, you can't, like, avoid doing Bro, it. Bro, that was me with Fairy Fire in our Lost Mind of Fan. Yes. Yeah. Dude, that one time you got to, like, actually... That one time I got visible. to use Fairy Fire and it actually just mm-hmm. was so good. Yeah. I I don't know any abilities that are, like, really sorry. situational, though. Right. Like, off the top of my head. Um. Okay, after... I mean, there's, like, a lot of, like, like seventh level things that are just not that useful except in certain situations sure. mm-hmm. but i i don't think they're up to the seventh level yet or anything like that yeah okay let's try and find a class that uh just <laughs> the, has most niche. the most niche class all right i'm thinking ranger dude no ranger dude ranger like if you don't have an exploring campaign, you just don't do anything. That's very true. <laughs> like, if you don't yeah. have a like natural explorer, it can be fucking useless. Uh, yeah. I yeah. I guess for rogue, you could set up a bunch of like places that they could hide so they could uh, use their sneak attack better. Okay, I was playing ranger in Lost Minds of Fandelver, and you know how all the dungeons are in caves, like every yeah. single one. And yeah. also, there's like no encounters in a forest except for that first one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Guess which yeah. uh, which uh favorite terrain I picked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was so. Fun. And I think yeah, I think Lance uh really sh- shined a little when we were doing uh Ghost a of Swamp Marsh one because yeah, he uh, chose Swamp as his natural as his like favorite terrain and like. You got to cut out your guys's travel time by half. It like was actually useful. Yeah. Yep. That was really good. That was really cool. I, I feel like it'd be really hard to, as the DM, to pull off like a ranger heavy campaign, like where a ranger can actually yeah. do stuff. Because that's all the so- ranger stuff is all during downtime, right? You kind of just be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you guys are traveling for eight hours, but since you have a ranger, you travel for four hours." Yippee doo da. Yeah. I mean, you could also like throw some of the rangers' favorite enemies at them. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's only for tracking, I think. Don't you, you have, get some sort of damage bonus? Have a no, you have advantage on tracking and intelligence checks. Uh, okay. Sheesh. Which is so it it just be like you're chasing. Yeah. Someone. Makes sense. Yeah, Ranger is kind of an underpowered class. Uh, Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I think you guys get some cool stuff later on, though. Yeah. You have Sharpshooter. That's all. That's your entire gimmick. But if you want, like, if you just want to do damage, Fighter's fighter's just better. Yeah. Fighter and Rogue. 
Yeah, I, rangers are only good in exploring heavy, exploring heavy class and exploring, exploring heavy campaigns. I too can't speak English. Yeah, Sorry, what? Yeah, he can Anyways. speak Chinese. He can't read it though. It's useless. Not a good no. At all. Well, you can't speak Irish or read Irish. Yeah, you can read Irish. Don't understand though. Okay. It's, our it's... next question. Um, <laughs> our next question was posted by Introvard, uh, called "Choosing to Make Your PC a Coward to the Point Where They Don't Want to Engage the Game with the Avengers." Is possibly the worst thing you could do in this game. Unfortunately, the content was um, apparently removed by moderators. Ah. I don't yeah, know what happened. Interesting. I wonder uh, what you've been looking at, Calvin. I, I don't, when I read it, it didn't Whoa. seem that bad. I don't Calvin. know, man. Calvin, are you secretly... But, okay. <laughs> Whoa. No, I'm good. Uh, I promise. I swear, I'm a good little boy. Oh, you're a good boy. Okay, Dave, don't say it like that. Okay. <laughs> I right. gotta practice for your campaign. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> no, joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Good. I did not want your paladin to be that kind of character. No, that'd be really weird. Very Okay, so I do just wanna mention one thing. Making your coward character a coward so they don't want to like engage at all in the adventure is fucking annoying. Like okay. you Alright, so Usopp is I think the perfect level of cowardice. But like, still, Usopp from One Piece. Oh, One Piece. The One Piece is like he's a coward. He's a coward, but like the 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 rest of the crew still drags him along. Um, or think of like Scooby Doo and uh, Shaggy. Like they like they don't want to like a better anime and Kobeni. (laughs) Scooby Doo's not an anime. Anyways. No, All I right. meant I meant I meant One Piece. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Uh, actually, I haven't watched One. Piece. Sorry, y'all. I Me neither. I, I, I actually it, don't want to watch no. it, but I <laughs> will say. Our say next it. question was also deleted by the original poster. And uh, Calvin, what is happening? Well, I will say, Calvin, for our next campaign, uh, you will have to deal with that, but with me, just saying. Oh, wait, God. wait, okay. deal with. The you are like Oh, the, not wa- the character not wanting to engage in the campaign. Oh, well, I mean, yours is, but yours is slightly different. Like you wouldn't avoid. No, here's the, um, no, here, here's the thing. I realized after thinking about my character, my character is never like. There's this NPC in our campaign that we know about named Princess Clarissa. My character is attached to her by the hip. She's never leaving her side. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I I get that. But you're also your character. I remember from the post when I read it that like. The guy he was talking about was one of them who would like every time they went to a dungeon, they never wanted to set foot in the dungeon. They were just like, I'll wait outside for you guys. <laughs> I don't, outside. I don't uh, think I'll your character would do that. Like, I mean, I think you would still engage with the rest of the party to go explore that dungeon. That happened quite a only only if the princess is going with them. I, I am attached I mean, to her by is. the hip. I, I, know I am attached to her by the hip. The way her personality is that I like written this out, she fucking will. She's the one running in head first. Alright, then I'm going in head first with her. Alright, okay. Andrew, what's our next question that isn't deleted? <laughs> anyway, alright. Our next no question L's. that is not deleted is posted by user Roseblood in the Garden. 
That's a sick username. How to convince a D&D veteran who hasn't played in years to give 5e a chance. Hi, I'm trying... I'm trying to convince my father to try 5e, but he has constant disagreement on the rules and how attributes, spells, races, etc. have changed. <laughs> he has played 1e, 2e, and 3e, and I have been wanting to try and play 5e, and I'd love to get him to play with me. Does anyone have any advice? Your dad's a boomer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's too late already. Just give up. Oh my God. You gotta... Okay. I love how we were just talking about this earlier, about you, being you gotta boomers. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> You gotta sit him down and tell him it's a, it's a, a different game, at this point. Like it's not the same as third edition. Classes are much different. Uh, there's no prestige classes or shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got he just gotta accept that to play fifth edition. Either that, or you just fucking lie to him and say you're doing an entirely different system, and you don't tell him till it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> tell him you're playing Pathfinder. Tell him you're playing Pathfinder. <laughs> What uh, is Pathfinder? I keep hearing about it, but I've like don't know uh, the rules. It's another table. I, I know it's I've another... never, hmm. I've never played before, but it's it's another tabletop that's very similar to third edition, D and D, but they like oh, they yeah. changed a couple things. Okay, sure. Pathfinder is more complex. Yeah, seems like. Yes, I I feel like D and D is already so complicated, but like it could be a lot more. Oh, definitely, and like. No, the like, thing with D&D, I forget where I read this, but I remember some was comparing D&D and Pathfinder. And I think one of them, and I think they said, like, Pathfinder, a lot of the different abilities interact with each other more, while with D&D, each individual ability is kind of in its own bubble. Mm, um, sure. So, like, that's the, that's the main difference between the two. And it's sort of why... Oh, I remember. The post was about, like, why is five why is 5e homebrew so commonplace but then for like other ttrpgs it's not it's because in D D, uh the all the aspects of the game are like in their own bubble that you just use together rather than yeah. each attribute weaving with each other you know what i mean yeah so there's a lot less um interconnected structure that you can just like kind of put your own shit into yes yes so it's a lot easier for homebrew while everything else is more fucking complicated like if you change one thing in Pathfinder, you actually change a dozen different things. Is what I is what I gather. Yeah. Well, with D and D, if you change one thing, you actually did just change that one thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which it okay. can be a good thing, can be a bad thing. It's up to. It makes it easier to just slap homebrew onto. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah. I am. All right. Okay. Our next question is from the Rocket Man, needing an outside ruling to settle an argument. I was just DMing an encounter where my players are on the outside of a destructible wall with an enemy standing on the other side. One player casts Shatter, an AoE Thunder damage spell, at the wall. He wants to deal damage to the wall and also thinks the enemy behind the wall should take the spell damage because he is inside the range, despite being on the other side of the wall. I said no. The character is casting it at the wall and the AoE stops at the wall because he the attack didn't do enough damage to destroy it. Thus, things behind the wall don't take damage, as the wall is a barrier, not a creature. Seems to think that was an unreasonable ruling. What do you guys say here? Um, I know for, like, spells like Fireball, it wraps around the wall. Right? Well, but okay, not, not so would it, go, would it go through but, like, it, though? And this is, I'm assuming this is not, like, a standalone wall. Like, there's other 
walls attached to it or something. Oh, it's uh, so like fireball can't wrap around oh, yeah. inside to a house or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. So if but if this was a standalone, the like fireball would wrap her up, but I doubt that's the case. What do you want me to do? Let me let me see. So shatter the actual spell. A sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from Michael, a point so of your choice. Each creature within a ten foot radius centered on the point must make a constant saving throw, otherwise they take three d eight damage. Okay, well it's a sound, right? Yeah. So but sound doesn't travel that well through walls, though. It's like, yeah. At, at uh, the very least, to try to appease a player, I might say, sure, but he can make the save with the advantage. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fair to me. Yeah, no, yeah. <clears throat> a sound sound will do damage, but like, if it doesn't destroy the wall, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say just yeah. Because they have to throw a saving throw, so they should have advantage on the saving throw. Because mm-hmm. it's through a wall. That makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, what's next? We've made it really curious. Oh, actually, um, obstacles block AoE if they provide total cover. So. Ah, uh, okay. So then no. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, it wouldn't work. <laughs> okay, <go>. cool. <laughs> there you there. go. Yeah. Easy, simple. Fuck off. Good day. Have <laughs> a good day. All right. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. <laughs> All right. By you slash real cook. Is it railroading? Question mark. My players have three objectives right now, which are places. They prioritize them and call them by number. Well, let's call them by number. Well, let's call them by numbers just to like keep trying to make it simple for us. Yes. Okay, one is the city, two is the dungeon, three is the domain in Shadowfell. Remember this well, viewers, Remember. listeners. We're I not going to replace it for you. I gave them saw some small clues about two, which is, okay, I'm going to tell you. I gave, them saw, I gave them some small clues about the dungeon, expecting they will focus on the other two, uh, the city and Shadowfell, since they had much more clues about this other two places and tried to highlight their importance. However, they decided that dungeon is more important which it is not and narratively speaking it is not useful to go to the dungeon right now since they lack information i don't want to railroad them but i want to give them more clues that it's not a good idea to go there right now how would i approach the situation should i give more clues about the importance of shadowfell so that they focus on this one another point for me to not let them go to the dungeon is that I already have more or less prepared the city and the Shadowfell, but not the dungeon. <laughs> That's so relatable. And I don't have the time in the two coming weeks to prepare it. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say this to them. It's not appropriate, and it will impact their decisions in the future. I said that to my players. First said, off, yes. Hey, if, you go, if you go I... here, you're going to encounter a giant sign that says, still under construction, come back in a week. <laughs> yeah. Like, there were a couple times in Ghost of Saltmarsh where I was like, okay, the session's done here, guys, today. Like, I haven't read this section of the book. I can't run it for you guys well. So we're going to pick this up next week. 100%. Yeah. Do that. You just have an honest conversation with your players. Like, I, this is not... Don't do this. (laughs) You have two other options. Um, Another thing, you should have been giving them clues about something you aren't prepared for. Like I don't he said he was only small clues, but like I don't know. Mm-hmm. To be fair, 
if you're if you're uh presented with a city, a dungeon, and a domain in Shadowfell, city sounds kind of boring. Domain in Shadowfell sounds like a lot of effort, and then dungeon is right in between. So dungeon, there you go. Yeah, dungeon is definitely. I wouldn't call the city boring. I think uh, trying to clean up or deal with a city is actually much tougher than dealing with the dungeon, though. Well, I mean, okay, the dungeon definitely we, seems we like the easiest of those three things to clear out. What is without any context of what? what yeah. actually goes on in these three places just up front it's city just saying hey there's a city like i'm not a i'm not intrigued by that anyways but i mm-hmm. i assume the clues make it more interesting but when we yeah. don't have the full yeah. context anyway anyways how would we okay i feel like in D when you go to like a town it's kind of like oh man you got you got the shop and the bar and yeah. these places that important people live and that's about it like how do you make cities more interesting because like politics. in every yeah and politics but like i i think because like in every amazing fantasy right like like lord of the rings right uh-huh. rivendell iconic but how do you make rivendell iconic if you can't see rivendell so right? there's there's a couple of adventures uh, My favorite that are like city based. There's the Waterdeep is a very good one that it's mm-hmm. like all in the city of Waterdeep and stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. it's by filling your city with uh, corrupt politics, uh, secret organizations, uh, and stuff like that. Having to deal with stuff like city guards on a daily basis when you're doing illegal shit uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, so my, favorite it, two, it my favorite two. My favorite two. Yeah. <laughs> my oh, oh Chicago! Are, oh, <laughs> I mean, Gotham yeah. was based on Chicago, so I thought I Gotham was based on the bad parts of New York. Well, gonna, okay, yeah. so the shape of Gotham, how it's like an island, is based off mm-hmm. Manhattan, but the city dynamics and everything was based off of Chicago and like oh, um, I see, and like Al Pacino and stuff. Not Al Pacino. Okay, New but York yeah, and Al Capone. Al Capone. Al Capone. That's what I'm thinking of. Al Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah my favorite two tricks for towns and cities is like criminal underbelly or hey there's a festival let's do some yeah. wacky things oh did you know batman begins and dark knight were filmed in chicago you didn't yes. know that already i didn't know that no yeah i mean like there's a strip of um of street pretty close by to us that like they use for a bunch of different uh chase and action scenes by close by, you mean like six hours? Because I go to Idaho State University. Uh, yeah, Idaho? close by to me. Okay, there. Okay, okay, there. okay. So you, what, what do you go to? Northern Indiana University. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. What this, is the next this one? This next one. Uh, we're back up to Andrew. In All open. right. So we're good. Oh, we love these question titles. Posted by user Sack of Votes. Is my DM the asshole? Yeah. He Is my DM good. the asshole for letting us find out and we decide to yeah, fuck around? So, shut up. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Moving on. For context, we are playing Wild Beyond the Witchlight. The DM is my BF. Our Wait, party is a brag. Okay. <laughs> I wish the DM was my BF. Uh, my, my, D, my DM's my boyfriend, you know. <laughs> Anyways. 
Our party has had a few people in it who seem like they are intentionally trying to not follow any leads or do anything important to the story of the campaign. We started the campaign at third level instead of first, and people still complain that we aren't high enough level. We are currently fighting a difficult monster who we tricked out of her house and then proceeded to unload on her, even though our DM hinted that we should not let our presence known when we are around. We even had an NPC make us magic skeleton keys to help us break in silently. Do we use that? No! Isengard Assault is, is what they decide to do. We currently have here under some spells to give us the upper hand, but everyone seems to forget that currently... Or that uh, she has like 20 creatures between CR 1 through 4 that we were warned would try to kill us, regardless of if she lives or dies. So we have blown almost all our spells. She's chilling and got a small army coming for us, and we have no escape plan. It seems obvious that TPK is coming, and he's worried he'll seem like an ass for it happening. But all that's happened so far in our time is we've just fucked around. Seems like it's time to find out, right? <laughs> I just edit. I just talked to the DM. Apparently, it's actually 31 versus 5, parentheses, 5th level player characters. I cannot wait to see how we die here. I appreciate all the same people here telling us it's time to find out. It's going to be a fun session. So it, the edit says it's going to be a fun meme? session tonight, and it was posted yesterday. So. <laughs> I really want to reach out to this this person to get an update. What's that? Uh, I don't. Like... I don't think uh, there's many options that they'll. I think there's I, only one okay. thing that'll happen. No, they're dead. They're obviously dead. But like, yeah, I want to. I want to hear details. Yeah, I want to see which like body part gets cut off first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first like... of all, DM's not an asshole. Those players are. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. The, that, that's valid. Do if they're if. They're complaining about not being higher level, high enough level. Guess what? Make you a higher level, playing the fucking campaign. <laughs> TPK. For real, for real. TPK. 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 This is, this is when you purge some players in real life. What's oh. that meme? What's that, that meme? It's, like the it's the graph of if we fuck around this much, we'll find out this much. That's yeah. literally this this question here. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, not the asshole. No. Uh, Kelvin, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for your first TPK because we've definitely <laughs> picked around a lot. Kind of, yeah. I mean, okay. we'll do see. It. I don't like punishing everyone for a couple people dicking around, which is like why I haven't done a full on TPK yet. Well, like, actually, I'm because I mean, like those first PK, those well, frogs, in, change that. those frogs in Saltmarsh would have killed everybody, and are like, no, I'm not doing this. Wait, was that to... supposed to actually happen? No, can... okay, that was a random encounter oh, that yeah. Uh, yeah, that my two problem players forced on me, and I didn't oh, want to right. do a random encounter, but they were bored. Yeah, so I rolled that up, uh, completely randomly, and it killed you all. Yeah. But I made it a, a dream, so it didn't kill you all. Yeah. Dream sequence. And so dream. one of, Dude, so one today, of those players had a problem. Someone, someone had a laptop with like a ton of dream stickers on it. Why? I it was it was interesting. Okay. I'm not I'm not judging, but like it was, it was just an observation. I am judging. Okay. They had a pretty good presentation though. Okay. Our next uh question is from Weary Blacksmith. Players want their race updated mid-campaign. 
So yeah, what if Michael Jackson? <laughs> so one of my players is constantly reading the books and asking questions in regards to mechanics and rulings. This player is playing in Genasi and wants their race to be updated from the Elementals evil version to the uh, Monsters of the Multiverse version. This campaign has been going on for roughly seven months, meaning weekly, and this player was a new addition about four months in to replace a player that had to leave because they moved. We started playing the campaign for about a month before uh, MOTM came out, and we have not been using the updated stat blocks for all this time. Should I let them update everything mid-campaign, or is it uh, or is it not unreasonable for me to say that since we didn't start with it, we should stick to the way that the characters were built in the first place? I feel that it's more important to point out that some of the weaknesses of the race, i.e. no dark vision, have been used many times in-game as a plot device, and it feels weird to just have to retcon these things. Um, huh. I want to look at the Jadassi in both. Yes. Virgins. I would say... Yeah, because like the whole retconning thing kind of sucks, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's something. It changes stats. It's like, or it doesn't necessarily. The. Or oh, he used the the rug source book when he was talking about it. it it's more to kid presents monsters of the multiverse, whatever. Oh. Uh, same thing. Who cares? It is the same thing. It's the same thing. Uh, so Genesee, that version is um, a lineage instead of uh, the way they were before. So I get, you don't have to change that if you Wait, were to what's change the race. lineage. You know the lineage uh, when you choose the ability scores instead of you're told like set of like this is what they are. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I hate lineage. I don't like lineage. I don't like dealing with those. Thing. I don't like dealing with lineages. Yeah. Wait, it's let me look at lineages really quick. It's just a way to do ability scores that like lets the characters be more uh, versatile, I guess. But at the same time, it's stupid. Because like, it's to avoid like racism or whatever. But a fucking minotaur is going to be stronger than a human no matter what. <laughs> oh. Like That's a basic thing. Yeah, yeah. You don't know that. It's like ninety nine percent true. People are just built differently. Like, like they're yeah. what like, they just I hate different? I hate the way that like people associate races in D D with human races because they're not really races in D D are species. Yeah, they're different fucking species. Unless unless you're an elf or a dwarf, because you can have a children like have children that can also have children. Yeah, then you're. But like even great. then, it's. Like there are set differences between these two races. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, no. If you don't humans have their own races. If you're if like you're there's no don't uh, yeah, whatever. Yep. Claire wants to update their race mid campaign. Oh, okay. The only Michael Jackson. The only difference I'm seeing uh only major difference anyways is that the new one gets dark vision. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, if that's the only thing you're retconning, 
But like he, I, I don't think I would let them change it because they have. He's especially because he said that they use the fact that he doesn't have dark vision as a plot point, like mm-hmm. a plot device. Mm-hmm. So then, like you, that ch- it changes everything. Why can't you just make it in game where he gets dark vision somehow? Okay, I can see that. Like, like I don't know what so you'd do. You're doing something. Yeah, there might be flavor with the MOTM race that the player just really likes, but oh, what is the difference really? It's just dark vision. I'm literally looking. They have all the same abilities. Even they like just dark vision. Even like flavor. Even like quote unquote flavor lore and stuff. That's all the same. I mean, lore might be different. I guess. Okay. But like, I it doesn't matter because like your lore is what you set up at the beginning of the campaign. Yeah. Yeah. So. I I would just find a way to explain it in game. Yeah. So yeah, either find a way in game, or I don't think it's unreasonable to ask them to not change. Yeah. No, that's valid too. Sir. Okay. And last question. God damn it. Is blocked. It's removed four times. How does this happen yeah, four wait, times? Really? I, what is happening? Why are the moderators like 1984? The moderators are getting on top of us. This was posted a day ago. Like, come on, man. Come That's on, funny. mods. Just have let us have free speech, even though it might. Be uh... <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna worry about it. Okay. <clears throat> Rule five, please repost in the problem player mega thread. Oh, they just kind of got rid of every problem player post. I think. Oh, that's dumb. Goddamn. Okay, well, okay. I clicked on the mega thread and I found it. So this is from Radioactive Cat. It doesn't, who cares about comments? This is from Radioactive Cashew Player Problem Megathread. No, this is just like the oh, Megathread. Oh, no, this is it's just like the Megathread. You need the comment. Cause... Oh, fuck. This is so dumb. Yeah, there are no comments. So, yeah, okay, we're done with the question section, I guess. Oh, my God. A Problem Player <laughs> Megathread? This is stupid. It started a... five hours ago. Calvin, you should become a Reddit mod. A subreddit God. mod. Oh, of... God. You know, okay, you know what? I... I had ideas, but like I thought we were too small for anything. Like making a Twitter account or stuff for Goblins and Guidance, and like eventually making a subreddit for Goblins and Guidance for people to post their questions to us or something. Okay. But like maybe we'll I'll do that earlier than planned. Go for it. Yeah. Also. If okay, we fuck so... around enough, we just might find out. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. Now that we just have like extra time, I okay. I've been playing Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah. Again for like the third time. I was and, about to say, have, and, didn't you play it already? <laughs> yeah, for like the third time. Oh my goodness! It's like the world building and freedom is mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> like. You, know, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, you know how in D&D, you can, like, put a bomb behind you and blast yourself and take damage and get across a cannon? 
Uh-huh. Well, you could do that in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's so... We're oh. not sponsored. We're not sponsored, by the way. We're not sponsored, but if uh, well, we want to be... Nintendo, reach out. Yeah, free Breath of the Wild too. That's Tears okay. of the Kingdom. So hyped! I'm Dude, so hyped. no, we we uh, Josh and I were looking at uh the Game Awards, and one of the okay, the Game Awards has been getting really wacky with their categories. Dude, yeah. dude, God of War came out days ago, and it's in Game Awards. Man, oh, I gotta oh, yeah, but I gotta wait. A, I'm a PC gamer. I gotta wait a year for God of War Ragnarok to come out on PC. Yeah. No, but it literally came out days ago. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. For the PS4 and five. And it's but... and it's on and it's in the game awards for this year. Like what? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, then. it's been leaked a lot. Yeah. I guess. And I, I'm thought... pretty sure, like, anyways. Yeah. I'm pretty sure terrorist... judges and stuff for all that are given games early. Okay. Fair to be fair. Uh, anyways, yeah. There, uh, there's a category for like most hyped game, and uh, Tears of the Kingdom isn't it? Yeah, no, that's Why for sure this, winning. That's like, a what? stupid category. No, there are some dumb I categories. Like the cate- I like that category. There's like, like most no type game. That has nothing to do with the actual game, though. That's just player response. Yeah, they have a lot of The name of a game. I don't hate it. That's that's the, the only one. I, the only one I don't care. The only ones I don't care for are the esports ones. Because I don't pay yeah. attention to esports. Yeah, I, I only watched like League of Legends, the worlds. That was really hype. Um, I I don't even like do that. I don't do any. Esports. I think I voted for Overwatch. I, yeah, <laughs> I forget who I what I voted for. Where actually? What doesn't really make sense is like best community support. Like, Everyone gas Xenoblade Three though. Let's get let, let's get Xenoblade gas Xenoblade. I 3. feel like the only thing Xenoblade Three can win for is like a score. What else mm-hmm. can Xenoblade win? Probably. Honestly, I'm just glad it finally got recognized. Oh, that's true. Also, let's gas it up. I've heard it's like <laughs> not even significantly it. better than the others. In a... I don't know. I haven't, even, I haven't well, even finished it yet. Anyway, guys, those are all the questions we had uh, for this week. So fucking pissed for them got taken down. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, dumb. guys. Fucking mega threads. Uh, uh, thanks for yeah. watching the. Thanks for listening to Three Goblins Rit. Join us next time on Goblins of Guidance. And uh, what do you call a chicken goblin in Legend of Zelda? A cock. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.